Well, today I plan on sharing a few news stories on a number of different topics and then try to tie them together to get an understanding of where we actually are today. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, as I got ready to start recording today, ran into a couple of technical issues that kind of delayed the program getting out uh, for some of the podcast listeners. Hopefully we can get it figured out. I don't think it's too complicated. Maybe time for some updates on mm, some of the equipment and some of the the hard drives that are in use to put this program together. Had a person send me an email right about the time I was getting ready to get started, and he shared with me a video, and I didn't have enough time to really go through it, but I will between now and maybe Thursday of this week. And I know on yesterday's program, I I made it kind of clear that I'm not going to be spending quite as much time on But I do have a few stories that I do want to share. Not too many. And I think that this will give you an idea of where things are heading, at least at the moment. And a lot of it really depends on where you live. Now, the video this individual sent me is kind of an inside look at what's going on in the airline industry. And this person knows the industry well and shared this video. And it is rather concerning because there's some information in there about how many of these airlines were forcing pilots if they wanted to keep their jobs. You remember back last year, how many pilots were told, no jab, no job. It is causing some trouble in the airline industry. And and I'm going to go through this video that was sent to me, and I'll give credit where credit is due uh, to those that produce the video. And I'm going to share some of these discussions among pilots and people in the industry. It's an eye-opener. I didn't know until I looked at the first part of the video that under federal regulations, now I want you to think about this, under federal regulation, no pilot, no commercial pilot is permitted to take any kind of a vaccine until number one, it is fully approved, and number two, has been on the market for at least one year. In other words, the vaccine would have to go through the entire normal approval process, not some streamlined uh, emergency use authorization, and then it had to be out in the marketplace for at least one year. We'll go back to last year. That was not the case in any of this. Number one, the vaccines pilots were getting then and still are getting today are not FDA approved. You cannot get spike vaxxer, comirnaty, or whatever they want to call it. Those were basically bait and switch to make people think that Moderna and, and Pfizer had been given full government approval. If you go to your local Walmart store, you go to, you know, I don't care, whatever store, whatever drug store you want to go to. When you get your choice of Moderna or Pfizer, it's still going to be the emergency use authorized version, which gives you absolutely no rights of any kind 
if the vaccine causes you any type of injury. You're totally on your own. It's between you and your insurance company. Whatever happens to you. So you better, you know, I'm just letting you know. People, I, I meet people all the time that said, well, you know, I waited a while. And, and, and last fall, I got, the, uh, I got the vaccine from Pfizer because it, it's approved and it isn't. I bet you didn't read the paperwork that they gave you and you signed your life away when you took the shot. And so there are some issues in the airline industry. Now, I've got two other stories here, and I want to just go through these pretty quick. So let's take a short trip north of the American border. Now, this little story comes from a doctor, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus, and she writes that Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, you know, the World Economic Forum Young Leaders graduate from way back when, is now threatening the Canadian population. That severe restrictions, hey, they're coming back. Those restrictions that were you know, designed to save your life from, they're coming back. They're coming back, but here's the kicker on it. Only if at least 80 to 90% of all Canadians get the updated booster jabs. Did you hear that? See, life is not going to go back to normal in Canada as long as Justin Trudeau, the man-child, has his way. He's going to stomp his feet. He's going to demand. He is going to demand that everybody in Canada get the updated experimental jab. And if you don't, well, then we all have to wear face diapers and stay six feet apart, wear our gloves, you know, all the stuff that we were told would work and save us before that didn't work. But see, he's going to force you. He's going to force you to get this experimental jab. And so I'm finding it rather disturbing. And this is what Justin Trudeau had to say. COVID's not done with us yet. We might want to be done with it, but it's still around. And yes, we have a lot more tools, a lot more understanding, a lot more knowledge on how to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe that have allowed us to get back to regular life in a lot of ways for a whole bunch of people. But we also know that as winter comes and as people get pushed back indoors, there is a real risk of another serious wave of COVID. One of the best things we can do to prevent that wave, prevent the pressure on our healthcare system, prevent provinces from having to take decisions around restrictions and mandates, is to ensure that everyone is up to date in their vaccinations. The recommendation is, you know, you should uh, be up to date in your vaccinations if you have have had a dose within six months. Everyone who has been a while since their vaccination, today's vaccination, should look at the fact that we have new vaccines coming out this month that are tailored against Omicron that will provide better protection and everyone should get out and get vaccinated. If we are able to hit that 80, 85, 90% of Canadians up to date in their vaccinations, we'll have a much better winter with 
much less need for the kinds of restrictions and rules that were so problematic for everyone over the past years. But every step of the way, government's responsibility is to keep people safe, to prevent our healthcare systems from getting overwhelmed. And that's where individuals choosing to make sure they're up to date in their vaccinations with these new vaccines is going to help us all. So there you have it. Justin Trudeau is saying you must take the experimental booster shots. We don't think they do any good. Matter of fact, we're finding out they really don't do anything except impact negatively your immune system. Now, I'm just going to give you my commentary for what it's worth. You can take it or leave it. I don't think that Trudeau is thinking in terms of saving his population. He's enjoying the power over his population. Do you follow? He is a product of the World Economic Forum. He believes in the elite running the world. He believes in all this idiotic environmentalism that is over the top. And he is going to force Canadians to do as he says. Because you must listen to somebody from the World Economic Forum's you know, junior leadership conferences, which what he graduated from. I'm noticing in other parts of the world that some governments are having a hard time deciding which direction they want to go. Instinctively, look here in the United States. We have many Democrat-controlled states. Look at California. Governor Newsom never met a restriction on his people he didn't like, except for him. See, none of these apply to those that put the rules on you. You must follow the rules. You must be safe. You must follow the science. And if anybody ever follows the science, well, you realize you have to follow the money today to follow the science. And that is really the gospel truth. Had another story here I want to share very quickly. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time today on these stories because we've talked enough about them. Two others, real quick. Another doctor who I really respect, Dr. Paul Alexander, put a piece out mm, yesterday. And it really talked about a real mask study. In other words, all these face masks that everybody wants you to wear when you go to the Walmart or whatever, and you know, especially as we're getting into COVID season again. You look at the real world data, and it is out there. The only people that benefit from any kind of a mask are those that are wearing properly in the proper environment, I might add, not just anywhere, some really expensive stuff. But all those other face diapers that everybody wears, you know, like the the two-for-a-dollar made-in-China face mask from Walmart and all that stuff that people still have boxes of, the study comes out. It doesn't do any good. None. And those blue surgical mask things you're buying are extremely ineffective. And if anything might even increase your risk of getting COVID-19. Now, one last story, then we're going to move on. 
to some other very important news stories and observations. This one comes from the UK, and it is mentioning something maybe you don't know, maybe you haven't paid attention to. And we heard a while back, I can remember back in 2021, they were talking about they couldn't wait until they could start vaccinating, you know, like five to 11 year olds. We started out with adults, then then those over 18. Then eventually we got down to, you know, 12 to 18. Then we got down to 5 to 11. And here in some parts of the world, we even got to vaccinating with this experiment. Remember, it's still an experiment. 5 to 11-year-olds and even 6-month-old to 5. And here's the story. Apparently, the UK government ended or is ending their 5 to 11-year-old vaccination program, and they didn't give any kind of an announcement. They just apparently quietly decided that any child that now turns 5, they don't need this experimental vaccine. It seems that children will not be offered the vaccine until they're at least, you know, 11 or 12 years old. Now, what does that tell you? After all of the the noise that was made to get a booster for all these children, 5 to 11, they've discovered they're ineffective, they don't work, and if anything, it appears that the negative impact, at least from the U.K.'s point of view, and also I've noticed it in the Middle East and Israel, they're, they're discovering the same thing. That all the promises that this would make you COVID-proof, all the promises that this would save lives, all the promises that this would stop the spread ended up not being true. Yet, of course, in Canada, <laughs> as we mentioned, they still want you to book your appointments for your little kids to get those boosters. You know, I, I see this thing that is posted from the Ontario Ministry of Health starting right now in September. A COVID-19 booster dose appointment can now be booked for children 5 to 11. Mr. Trudeau, why do you hate your people so much? Why do you want them ill with compromised immune systems? Are you so immune to the facts or are you so power hungry in Canada that you can't see the truth? And listen, the same is true here in the United States with many with many state governments, like I mentioned, California, for one, Illinois is another. And you'll see it in New Jersey, you'll see it in Maryland, you'll see it in Connecticut and Massachusetts before it's over. But a lot of people are beginning to wise up. Not everybody, there's some people, but I'm noticing the numbers of people. And once again, I mentioned this yesterday. It really depends where you live. How many people are quote, wearing face coverings. Depending where you live, the number can be very tiny. Very tiny. You go into a big box store, a Walmart, a grocery store, 95% of the people are literally not wearing anything anymore. But you see a couple of people that do. And either it is a political statement, I'm convinced, or they can't get over the fear. 
all the propaganda, all the fear-mongering, it is really taking its toll. And last little thing I want to mention is all of these efforts we made of social distancing, keeping the schools shut down, didn't do anything. Didn't do anything to really stop the spread at all. All of the treatment options that were mandated did more damage than good, killed more people. It is assumed that 80% of those that died of COVID could have lived. Enough about COVID for today. I'll share maybe a few more stories later this week. Time to move on. Now, because this is a radio program and not television, it's kind of hard to give you all the details on this story. So I'm going to keep it kind of brief. It has to do with the raid, and that's what I still call it. I don't care what anybody calls it. The raid on the Trump home in Florida by the FBI with an overly broad unconstitutional warrant. No matter how you cut it, the warrant was unconstitutional. I was glad yesterday to hear that a special master would be used and try to rein some of this nonsense in. But I was reading an article that somebody had, and there's some pictures, and I'm just going to go this one very quickly. Many of you probably have seen the picture that the FBI put out of all these classified documents on the floor, just thrown there by Trump. And oddly, there was a box that showed a Time magazine. And somebody pointed out some things to me that I I thought were rather fascinating. They have all these documents on the floor. And they have carefully whited out over the top of many of the documents, but they left the dates visible. And then you see in that same picture, uh, a bo- you know, this box that contains a Time magazine. Now, what was interesting about the documents where the dates were available, these documents, there are two documents that are dated uh, August of 2018, and one May of 2018. And and what's particular, there are a couple of things regarding those documents. The one from May 9th, 2018, is about the time that Trump was backing out of the Obama-Iran nuclear deal. I mean, just something, there's something about these dates that are suspicious. And with the Iran nuclear deal date being one, so why would the Biden administration be after Trump's documents about the Obama nuclear deal with Iran? Why are they so afraid? Remember, many of you, we forget so quickly, the crates of cash dropped off to Iran. Billions of dollars in American cash was given to Iran by the Obama administration. For them to use the money any way they wanted to. We paid them 
to not make weapons, but we know full well that's what they did. And they used our money, cash, to do it. Let me add this little thought about the FBI. The FBI's broad warrant, they were going through literally clothing drawers and closets. They're supposed to be the claim, the cover claim, which is all a lie. All of it. It's a lie. They're trying to find any kind of evidence to keep Trump from running again or just to stain and damage their political opponents, plural. One of the things that, that troubles me, in 2016, the FBI fully knew when they were going before a FISA court, one of the most secret courts in the intelligence community, which came about because of the Patriot Act under George W. Bush. They lied. And they lied to get warrants to spy on people in the Trump circle and ultimately Trump himself. And every bit of it we now know is based on a lie. But to this date, nobody, nobody has been held responsible. People like Adam Schiff lied to the American people over and over and over again. He would get on television on the morally, intellectually, and journalistically bankrupt MSNBC. I've seen the evidence, and it's horrible. He'll be doing a perp walk. He'll be, you know, they, they just, it was all nonsense. There was no such evidence. It didn't exist. But he kept making the case to influence the mindset of the American people with the cheerleaders in the mainstream media, just, you know, just lapping it all up. I can remember Joy Behar. I've seen the video clip. I don't watch the program. Getting some rumor from somewhere that that the collusion is true and she was just giddy, giddy, giddy on TV and they go to the break when she comes back, they had to explain to her none of it was true and she was so sad and about ready to cry. And the Russian collusion played out like a whimper. And nobody was held responsible. The FBI knew it was a lie in 2016, kept their mouth shut in 17. Comey lied. Our current occupant of the directorship of the FBI should have been fired ages ago. He is also, Christopher Wray is not to be trusted. He is part of that inside deep state. In 2020, the same FBI knew the Hunter Biden laptop was the real deal, and it would implicate criminal activity, not only for Hunter Biden, but potentially for the guy running for president, Joe Biden. And I still say the cheating was well-planned in the places they knew they could pull it off. People that do elections professionally know how the game is played. They knew if you took some of these swing states are going to be close, like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. It would be possible. And Arizona. 
and even of all places, Georgia, because Georgia, because of Atlanta, is a purplish state at times, has a lot of rhino Republicans that are establishment creatures that would look the other way to get rid of Trump, not realizing that would also get rid of their uh, the Senate being a, a firewall that ended because of Georgia, which is very disappointing. And yet the rhinos, they'll still run that state. And I'm afraid between Atlanta and the rhinos, they're going to run Georgia into the ground in short order. I mean, Georgia's a wonderful state. I have family in Georgia. My late wife was from Georgia. I spent many years in that state. I loved living there. I just love the state. But I'm watching the values that once made that state what it what it became now eroding because of Atlanta and out-of-state money. So the FBI knew the Hunter Biden laptop was true and they knew the collusion was a lie. And in both cases, they deceived the American people. They deceived the courts. And why nobody is under indictment and looking at spending the rest of their life in prison shows just how corrupt the federal government of the United States has become. I don't know how we're going to solve this problem here in this country. I really don't. But I also believe one thing. The FBI, I think their days of having the kind of control they have could be numbered. There is panic in the Democrat Party about what could happen in the election in just two months from now. You'll hear many a pundit making big noise, all kind of big noises, about how, you know, the Democrats may hold on to the House, that we can definitely keep the Senate. They're trying to encourage people to get out and saying it's close. They're trying to rally their base to come out and vote. I really believe... And I've said this before, that we're coming into a little time of, for lack of a better term, we are coming into a time of respite. It may be brief. It may not last long. I see the regular characters trying to play up COVID again. Need COVID for the midterms. Need COVID. Got to have COVID so we can get the boxes out there again so we can stuff them. Canada just loves to control people. Germany, I mentioned this the other day. Maybe you missed it, but I want to share this. This goes to show, and and I've talked about this from a scriptural point of view, this mass delusion where they believe the lie over the truth. The German Minister of Health finally explain why people should get their booster shots. Even in the face of the data that is irrefutable 
I mean, irrefutable. And what does that data say? (laughs) Oh, are you ready for this? We now know the vaccine does not stop the spread of COVID-19. We now know that it does not prevent you from getting COVID-19, at least the variants. The evidence that it makes your symptoms milder is falling apart rapidly. So what does it actually do, according to the German Minister of Health? Well, people that get the vaccine, if they are exposed to the, uh, you know, the Omicron B5 or whatever, B6 variant, they will get symptoms. They will get COVID. And they will then, they, they will then stay home and not spread the virus to others. Listen to that carefully. If you get vaccinated and you should happen to be exposed to Omicron, you will come down with Omicron. You will get sick. You will have symptoms and you will then stay home. So we will not be spreading (laughs) COVID-19. On the other hand, the unvaccinated seem to walk around with no symptoms and they're probably spreading COVID-19 not knowing because they have no symptoms and they're not sick, or if they are, the symptoms are so mild that they don't stay home. That is the logic today of the reprobate-minded German government. They're living the delusion. They can't let go of the control. They want the face diapering. They want the social distancing. They want to close things down. They want to lock you in at home. They want you vaccinated so you get sick and stay home. If this is the leadership mindset of Germany, Germany is going to collapse. It's going to collapse on the weight of their own stupidity, their own arrogance, And I really believe, and I'm going to get to this in just a couple of minutes on the other side of the break. This is the real problem that I think we're going to be facing today. And I want to change gears today, and especially on Thursday. We need to start really beginning to focus on what I believe is going to be a respite. Something is telling me deep inside as I pray and as I meditate and as I wake up in the morning I feel this little bit of an encouragement yeah things are going to get bad but the truth is going to get out now the reprobate minded person will never see the truth no matter how brilliant it is they will be spiritually blinded to keep believing the lie but those that love the truth and those that have never been able to, they, they've been brainwashed by the nonsense from the deep state, the pro-vacciners, the World Economic Forum, the one world government types, and they don't know what to think. Those that have been caught in the middle, many of them are going to be seeing the real truth. And that, to me, is one of the most exciting things that could happen. And on the other side, I'm going to get deeper into that topic. And you need to stick around to hear it. By the way, here at Truth to Ponder, if you have a prayer request, 
you can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. That's truththenumber2ponder.com. And if you've never been to the website, I know a lot of new people come every week, hundreds. You'll find a homepage, where to listen. It tells you what radio stations were on, even the various platforms. Not even all of them, but, but a good number of the platforms. The program is available as a podcast, uh, a direct site that is a Christian site. You can actually log into to hear it for free. A little bit, a little bit about who I am, the contact information, prayer request page. You can click on that and you can leave a prayer request. And you can also support us from that website. There's even a show archive. Takes you back to the very first program that we aired two year, over two years ago. If you have a prayer request, you can either go to the website or even use prayer at truththenumber2ponder.com. Prayer at truththenumber2ponder.com. If you have something personal you want to share with me, I have a direct email, bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. Bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. And if you can help us out with the radio airtime, and, and I'm doing some stuff quietly in the background, and I'm going to try to have some information for you very soon. I'd like to expand it a little bit. I need to know where people are listening. It's kind of urgent right now. If you can help us financially, and I want to, I want to get this program out to as many people as I can. Would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Storms of Galilee, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah's name. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection. Bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Well, we were in Galilee. It was on our pilgrimage. It was going to be a day of peace. I mean, it's Galilee. It's going to be a day of calmness and meditation and time with the Lord. And we thought we'd start out by kayaking down the Jordan River and then get into the Sea of Galilee and just kind of relax in the sea in our little boats and just be with the Lord. Well, problem was there was a storm and the wind starts taking everybody to the other end of Galilee, which heads to the Jordan River, which heads to the Dead Sea. And people are now paddling against the wind to just, just to, just to get back to land. And we're, we're trying to rescue the other people. We get, we get there and we're, we're trying to take people out of the boats onto the land. And it was just, it became like survivor Galilee, <laughs> survivor pilgrimage. Finally, we rescued everybody, but we had no idea where we were. And the bus and the rest of the tour, we didn't even know where they were. They didn't know where we were. And we're walking through, through trees, through wilderness. Finally, we come back to civilization. 
And they ask, how was your day? Well, we were sure we can have a peaceful day in Galilee because, you know, picture Galilee is just so beautiful. And, you know, but that's the point. Messiah's disciples are of Galilee, but Galilee's not always peaceful. In fact, it's unpredictable. It can be calm. It can be stormy the next day. You are his disciple. And, you know, we'd like our Galilee's to be peaceful, but that's not it. Messiah doesn't promise that. Your surroundings, your circumstances, sometimes will be calm, sometimes stormy. Sometimes will be out of control. And that's the whole point. You're a disciple. Your peace isn't found in the circumstance. It's found in Messiah. Don't look at the water. Don't look at your circumstance. Stop it and look at Messiah. He's your shalom, your peace. Get close to him and you'll have peace in the storm, apart from the storm, and through the storm. You are a disciple in Galilee. I'd like to receive something so awesome that it's been hidden for 2,000 years. It is the awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD and Sapphire's guarantee to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. But call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's the farthest way, short wave radio. You can blanket the earth. It's amazing. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Anechem, peace be to you, my friend. Even in the storm, peace. B'Shem Messiah, in the name of Messiah, Hasar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got several things that I want to share during this segment. I know I ran long in the first, and I'm learning one thing about doing this radio program. My listeners, the ones that support this program in particular, are some of the finest people you could ever know. I I know that many of my audience gives, shall we say, to this ministry uh, from the heart. And, And I know that some of the information I share you can find elsewhere, but many of those other elsewhere sites, other elsewhere programs, oftentimes have given you information that turned out not to be true. And I'm not saying, I'm I'm trying not to brag on myself. I'm just saying the reason I do the radio program the way that I do. I try to avoid some of these over-the-top headlines and stories. There are websites after websites, video podcast after video podcast that I have been following over these two years, and the number of times they, they've had to forget something they had said just a few months before is amazing. And what I find even more amazing is how they still stay doing what they're doing, and people still keep coming back for more. There are a lot of things that I've done with this program that to keep the cost down. 
Number one, I do not make a living off this program. This is not my source of income. I'm retired. I do this program because God laid it upon my heart to do it. My wife and I have invested heavily into making sure this program would be on the air for quite a long time to come. Not with your funds, but with ours. I know that this program has a limited audience on shortwave and even as a podcast. I don't have the following that other people on these same stations as I'm on do. I don't get, you know, four and five figures coming in during the course of a week or two or three. It doesn't happen. I'm also really careful where I place my website and my program. There are certain companies that I will not do business with because I have learned even in church work, you've got to be careful about where you put your websites, who takes care of your email. A lot of ministries, a lot of political conservative groups have discovered their website is turned off one day. Or all of a sudden they can't get their email because they have violated some community standard of some group in Silicon Valley they didn't know about when they signed up to buy their web services or their email services. And then and they're paying a lot for them. I mean, I don't use GoDaddy. I refuse to use GoDaddy for several reasons. Number one, they will nickel and dime you to death. And number two... They can be problematic on certain content. I don't use anything from Amazon Web Services. I won't touch them because it is Amazon Web Services that pulled the plug on Parler and others. So if you're doing some kind of a conservative or program like what I'm doing here, there are just certain places you don't go. I push my podcast version out through two different locations, one of which I have a tremendous amount of control and I have to pay a monthly fee. And the good thing about them is even though they are pushing my program out to other places like, you know, iTunes and Google and what have you, Google is not my primary. iTunes is not a primary place called PodPoint is. And even if Google was to say, we don't want your podcast, or Apple to say, we don't want your podcast, it would still be available from my primary site. I'm not dependent for the retention of the program on companies that could turn on you in a heartbeat. One of the reasons I went to Give, Send, Go to add them as a way to support this program versus PayPal. PayPal is still there for those that have chosen to use it. And also, I believe from one of the ways of getting out there of all places, Spotify, you can, uh, an anchor, you can support the program, but that's through Stripe. And those are the kind of companies that someday could turn on me and say, we don't want your business and could cut me off. I read stories all the time 
from many a programmer, both religious and non-religious, but they're conservative, that'll talk about issues with their credit card processors that hold up their funds. And I've been careful to make sure that, you know, you're not going to have to worry about that in the way that we have set ourselves up. The reason I do this program, like I say, is not to make an income. Oh, it would be nice if I could. I wish I could. It would be very helpful right now. I don't have the following in the thousands, and I don't have paid subscribers like many others do to get, you know, super secret inside information. People have said I need to do that, but I've resisted, and I still am resisting doing that. We are currently on three different radio stations, multiple times on one of them. One is KVOH out of Simi Valley, Los Angeles, California area, shortwave. I can hear it here at my home in Virginia at night. It can be heard across the southwest and into the southern part of the country. It even stretches far north at times. I'm also heard on WRMI three times on most days, except Wednesday when it's only twice. I wish I had the Wednesday night, but I don't. It was already taken before I came along. And I'm on a radio station in Delta, Utah, an AM station there. And the rate was attractive, and it's pretty well covered itself over the past uh, year. K-Y-A-H, and I'd love to hear from anybody on AM 540, K-Y-A-H. WRMI probably has the largest audience on shortwave. And I'm really looking at trying to find expanded hours on WRMI. I think the time has come where it is the most effective station by far. And I would like to see its impact increase. There are probably a handful of other radio stations that are unique around the United States. There's some Christian talk stations this program would actually fit on. And so those are things that are in the back of my mind right now. We don't have excess funds tucked aside. And I'm very careful about how we do business. And, and I hope that the day doesn't come where I have to retract a story that I shared as being completely wrong. So far, in two years, that's not been the case. We've said some things and people have questioned what I was saying and those things over time ended up being correct. And so we stand by the work that we do. A lot of people have wanted me to share stories, and I'll say I can't do it because I can't verify it. I just have a bad feeling. And a lot of people, to get the the headlines and the donations and all that, they jump on these stories, people believing them for a season and getting support, and then they're having to quietly walk away and never mention them again. So I hope that you understand where I'm coming from couple of other things going on in the background. I just Sometimes I just don't get a chance to share these things. Doing this radio program is just one of the things that I'm doing. I have a very active retirement, if you hadn't noticed. 
doing a radio program. I'm enjoying doing it, even though sometimes it gets, you know, it, it can be hard to get done in a timely manner. For those that listen earlier in the day as a podcast, this program is coming out a little bit later than you're normally getting it. I'm beginning to think I need to kind of move that time a little later in the day. I'm looking for outlets for the program, and and I just want the word to get out. There's another part of my life, and I've mentioned this a few times over the past two years. I went into ministry later in life. I spent the first 20-some-odd years of my life in the broadcast industry, on air, in engineering, and then working for a Christian college where I built their radio ministry. The door came open to go back and study and go to school and do my training and prepare for the ministry, which I did. And then I spent several years primarily as a church pastor and a part-time broadcast engineer to help subsidize the ministry work. I have worked in ministry on and off for the past 25 years, sometimes totally full-time, sometimes part-time. And at the beginning of 2020, I really had these ambitions. I felt very strongly that that we needed to begin to plant some churches to counterbalance where much of the church has gone. If you are honest with yourself, you'll notice that many of the formerly believing mainline churches have departed the faith once delivered, and they've started doing their own thing. They have rejected the gospel. They question some of the most important elements of the faith. And rather than preach repentance, they preach celebrating sin, literally. And they are fulfilling what St. Paul said, that they will heap upon themselves teachers with their burning ears to hear what they want to hear. Another element of the church has decided that it's more important to fill the auditorium than it is to fill the people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And many of these churches, and I know some of them do wonderfully, and some really do have a positive impact, but I meet many people that are that come through these churches over time where they have the praise band, they have the light show, they have the video, they have the entire theatrical production well put together. And you go there and you sway to the music and the lighting and all that goes with it. Then at the right time, the pep talk starts. And then the music builds up toward the end to try to bring you over the edge. And I, and I meet people that will talk about those churches. I'm not saying they're all, I'm not, look, there's some contemporary churches that do a lot of things like that that actually do a good job. They're not afraid of the gospel. They don't compromise it. They don't sugarcoat it. They understand that the music is about our Lord, not about us. But too many of today's contemporary music pieces as a good friend of mine once pointed out, are becoming, shall we say, uh, watered down. A friend of mine 
in the Christian radio business said that he was talking to a group he cannot mention. He promised he would never reveal. But they said that they were told by their record label that they needed to start taking the word Jesus and God and certain things out of their lyrics and especially the titles. Because they want to be able to mass market. They don't want to be just limited to those that are believers. Yet the music doesn't have any real message anymore. It's a message about me and my feelings. And so in the midst of all this, I go back to 2020 when I really felt that in February of that year, I was supposed to have a conference with other clergy in St. Augustine, Florida. We were going to get together a small group of us to really chart a future. Well, of course, you know the rest of the story. I got called back out of retirement into emergency management as we had this pandemic, and I didn't know much about what was going on. Who did, really? And the deeper I got in, that's what convinced me to get out of doing it and starting eventually this radio program. But we are at a time right now. We are at a crossroads here in the Western world particularly the United States, Canada, Australia. We are at a crossroad. Most of Europe has gone apostate and turned their back on God. They become secular. They literally laugh at God. God will not be mocked. I think most of Europe, its fate is sealed. But we in the United States also will have our fate sealed. But I believe we have a time right now where we can reach people with the good news of the gospel. I'm trying to work with others around the country to help plant small churches that could be quietly moved back into the catacomb or the living room or somewhere out of the way because I think the day could come in this country just like it did in Canada and even the United States during the pandemic. it Don't think it can't happen. It will. Just because things have gone somewhat back to normal in most of the country, it could be changed on a dime. You know it and I know it. And that's why I'm spending time. I mean, pray for me because I'm just trying to get some inspiration and, and just make sure that I'm doing this right. Got a couple of websites, actually three or four I got to get working on over the next week or two trying to learn some new things, some some new software, some new content management systems that, that I'll be hosting. So once again, I'm not dependent upon the world with the hosting. Looking at developing a couple of online streaming channels again. I took all mine down when we made the move to Virginia. I knew the time had come and we needed some changes. So that's something in the background. But growing this radio program is also something that is on my mind. And that's why I, I ask for your prayers so, so often. To keep me healthy, to give me strength, to give me wisdom, to be able to be discerning about the stories and things that I share. It's what this radio program is all about. Sure, there I can name other programs that are on other stations, even WRMI, probably bringing a lot more money than I do. 
and they're marketing themselves. Maybe I need to market myself. I don't know that I could use the, the income to increase the outreach. But it comes back to you. It comes back to two things. Unlike the secular programs that try to tease you with a headline or two or three, I want this program to be of substance beyond the headlines, beyond the I got information you don't have. I want the information I give to you to be honest, usable, and trustworthy. But I also, besides having you informed, want you to be into a good relationship with our Lord. I think that is equally as important. And sometimes I know I do this program and that little concept can get lost in the shuffle. The primary purpose of this program is to give you truth to ponder, not just in the news headlines and world events, but to let you understand that all of what you're seeing, when you see the what's going on with Justin Trudeau's Canada, when you see what's going on with, with Gavin Newsom's California, that we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against, well, spiritual things, principalities and powers. We're not fighting people. We're fighting, we're fighting literally demonic forces. Only a demonic force would have you do things that are totally incredibly crazy, that don't work and put you into fear. Germany has fallen in that in that category. France has fallen in that category. New Zealand, Australia, though there are those that are trying to fight back. Canada has been spiritually declining for decades, even ahead of the United States, and they're paying a price for it now. Living in fear, having to be triple vaxxed or quadruple vaxxed in order to avoid you know, the lockdowns and the restrictions that'll, that will come if they don't obey. And the churches this winter, well, again, I guarantee you in Canada, I have a really strong feeling that attendance, what little there is, will be down again. That's why I do this radio program. That's why I'm trying to help plant churches. I've got some websites to build. I've got others to reach. And honestly, I do have a place I could use to start a church here in our region in Southwest Virginia. Would you pray for this ministry and would you seriously consider financial support now? Not just to cover the current airtime expense. I look at other programs and the number of stations and hours they're on. I know what they're paying and that's a lot. I wish I could be at the same level, but I can't. Not right now. If you can help us out, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That's number 3248. City is Crestview. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code in Crestview is 32536. That's 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. 
truth to ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.